Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you so much for listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree, and I'm the host of the show. In case you are new around here, I'm a 40-something single mom of one teenager, and we are based out of Southern California. In September of 2019, I quit my, air quote, good paying job to explore and build this community, which centers around self-care, what it looks like and what it means for black women and women of color. If you haven't already, if I can ask a favor, um, please be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're on iTunes or Spotify so that you don't miss any of the episodes that I drop. This way, it really helps this podcast to ease on up the podcast and interweb ranks so that other women just like you can find the show. And by the way, if you do subscribe and or leave a five-star review, just know that I am forever indebted by your kindness. So happy Monday. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Um, It's just going to be me today, and this should be a super quick episode, but you know, sometimes I do like to gab a smidge. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about survival mode. Now, when you think about survival mode, I know that it sounds like a crazy phrase. Um, no, we aren't talking about The Walking Dead, though. Uh, in all honesty, you know, that's what it sounds like to me. Like uh, survival mode is like you're trying to survive the damn apocalypse. <laughs> um, and in in relation to The Walking Dead, in all honesty, I have to admit that I was like the show's hugest fan until Rick left the show. After that, I tapped out and I refused to watch any more episodes. Um, but survival mode really is our mind's way of preparing for, um, expecting, and really avoiding the worst <laughs> in every situation possible. Um, and it's a lot of times due to unresolved trauma, it pushes us to ignore how we feel. And instead we just kind of work, work, work and push, push, push and go, go, go. Um, while we keep our feelings on lock, our feelings are just kind of like, kind of like stowed away. Like when you get your luggage on the plane, just kind of put it in an overhead bin and you close the door and forget about it. 
that's pretty much what it's like. We're just kind of stowing those feelings away. Um, and because of that, we're not taking the time that we need to rest. Um, we are on edge. It's kind of like we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, at least uh, speaking for myself. That is definitely what being in survival mode feels like. Um, and then what we do is we create feelings and habits, uh, like, for example, negative self-talk and or like like fear of relationships or things like that um so we create these feelings and habits around this trauma and then these habits just kind of loop around like a record on repeat over and over and over ad nauseum and it's like we just are like a hamster on a wheel and we just cannot get out get off that little thing that they run on and that little hamster wheel they run on um some of us have experienced trauma and we've been dealing with this trauma for years. I'm talking 10, 20, 30, 40 plus years. Um, and we still haven't fully addressed it or, or worked through the trauma. Right. Um, again, we're just kind of like pushing stuff down and hiding away things. And I'm in in our community. I'm gonna keep it real. A lot of times, I feel like we just kind of sweep things under the rug. You know, we don't talk about anything. Um, at least nothing that really is important. You know, it's always about having the best and being the best and and all this stuff that's kind of like for show. But when it's time to have like these real conversations, like in our families. And, um, or with our friends we're we're kind of shying away from them either out of fear or shame or whatever. Um, so there's like a lot of stuff that just kind of, just gets like swept under the rug. Um, and I think that when we don't take the, the opportunities to be real about trauma, um, it just, again, allows those, those lubas to just continue to dominate our lives. Um, and a lot of times we're not even like fully aware of why we have certain habits and, and, and feelings that we do. Um, and we're just kind of like running on autopilot. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of times this trauma shows up for us as like stress and anxiety. And I'm totally raising my hand, especially for anxiety. I cannot tell you the, so many things <laughs> cause have caused me, I should say, anxiety in the past, like opening text messages, opening emails, having to have conversations, um, just different things like that have just can really put me into a tailspin, um, due to anxiety for other people. It could be like, like drinking too much or being afraid to set boundaries. So you're just kind of like a doormat. You don't want to tell anybody. No. Um, we try to control others in some cases, like we're very rigid, very, like very controlling. Um, we don't finish things that we start. And if, you are a listener of the show. You know, we just talked about letters to the finishers. I think that was maybe like, maybe like three or four podcast episodes back. You definitely want to listen to that. It's with my guest, Candace Wilkins. That was an amazing, absolutely amazing episode. If you are a procrastinator, um, 
you really want to listen to that episode. Um, but other ways that shows up would be, for example, eating too little or eating too much, um, letting bills pile up or, you know, unopened, just sitting on your table for weeks at a time, avoiding people and conflict, um, you know, not leaving your house unless absolutely necessary, um, allowing clutter to take control of your lives. I mean, honestly, truly, there are a ton of ways that anxiety and stress can show up for us. And like I said, if we don't um, recognize the the patterns and, and, and habits that we're creating, it'll just continue on in the loop, you know, over and over and over and over again. Um and what's crazy, crazy, excuse me to me, guys, is that we allow certain people and what I'm about to say is this is completely understandable. You know, I want to make sure that I say that it's completely understandable why we do, but we allow certain people like veterans or people that have physical disabilities that we can actually see with our eyes. Um, you know, we, we allow them to say that they have PTSD and we extend so much, hopefully we do so much grace and compassion and love and support and understanding to these people, um, without hesitation. At least I know that I do. And I'm sure that as a decent person or decent human, you do too. And we do this without hesitation. Um, we can just give, give, give support and love and, and, and compassion and, and all that. But then when it comes to dealing with our own trauma, uh, I don't know about you, but when it comes to dealing with trauma, sometimes I find that sometimes we are just so rushed and harsh and unforgiving with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully you can feel what I'm, what I'm putting down right now. Um, because we don't believe that, that what we've experienced is big enough you know, or important enough or, or visible enough for, for others to understand or for us to, to want to work through. So we don't give ourselves that same love, that same support, that same, um, grace and, and compassion like we do other people that have experienced trauma, right? Um, Black women are consistently walking around and existing in this world um, that shows us it's not okay to be ourselves. It's not okay to be carefree. We are dealing with racism, sexism, every other kind of ism, okay? Sexual abuse, domestic violence, poverty, um, illnesses, major illnesses, single parenting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know, um, and we're doing it a lot of times without the privilege of support systems or money to fall back on if we need, you know, for example, time away, um, just to, to take a break and, and wrap your head around everything that's going on. We always, we don't have necessarily that, that privilege that a lot of other people have. I know speaking from personal experience, um, because there's a few that I could have raised my hand on single parenting illness, you know, sexism, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's like, 
in my family, we don't have that kind of support system. You know what I'm saying? It's just a few of us and that's a whole nother podcast episode. Um, but I, so I don't really have, so like, you know how sometimes you can call on your auntie, your dad, um, your grandma, your cousins, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some of us don't have that type of support system to fall back on. And when you add to that, the fact that we're making less money, you know, than our counterparts for the same type of work, um, or we're getting higher interest rates, you know, than our counterparts, um, or we're not getting opportunities for employment at all compared to our counterparts. Excuse me. Um, having that extra money to spend and to fall back on sometimes it's just damn near impossible. I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes it's just damn near impossible. So we're just go, go, go work, 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 push, 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 give, 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 you know what I'm saying? Seemingly like, uh, you know, every hour of the day, because sometimes we don't have that choice. So we're going from like task to task, situation to situation, day to day, month to month, year to year. You get what I'm saying, right? (laughs) Trying to make it through and, and, and get by, but while also carrying like this physical and emotional weight of, of past traumas, emotional and physical that we've experienced. And I'm going to tell you that carrying that weight, man, it, it's heavy. I know that sounds so cliche, but that weight is heavy, right? And sometimes we just, we don't even know how heavy it is. And, and we are just so burdened by the weight of that, that we're like literally like bent over to the ground (laughs) and we don't even realize it. I mean, obviously not physically, but you get what I'm saying, right? Just imagine just the weight of carrying something. A lot of times the stuff that we're carrying isn't even ours to carry, man. Somebody else that had their own emotional and physical issues decided that they weren't feeling too hot or they, they didn't work through their stuff. So they just basically pass it on down to you in our communities. Instead of passing down money and generational wealth, we're passing down trauma and, and, and just all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, so without access to like consistent, affordable, like mental health care. We just keep on trudging through trying not to completely lose our collective shit. Excuse my French. The word had to be said. I'm just keeping it real. Um, so where does that leave us really? I I just want to take a quick second just to, to think about that. Where does that leave us as black women in a, in a, in a society, in a country that doesn't accept us as we are, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't, that wasn't set up for us. It was just in the last, what, uh, I wouldn't even say 50 years, (laughs) you know, let's just pretend in a perfect world that racism no longer exists. Like as, as of today, racism no longer exists. We're, we're able to be hashtag black girl magic, hashtag carefree black girl, hashtag 
We out here living our best lives all day, every day without fear of being shot, maimed, you know, all that stuff. Um, we were still dealing. I mean, it, it, it's even if today, as of today, none of these issues existed. Um, they, they were prevalent even in the, like the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, you know what I'm saying? And we're still dealing with it today. So where does that, where does that really leave us as, as a black woman, as black women in, in not our community, but just in the world, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's a huge part of the reason why we, we, we are still suffering we are still suffering and we are still in survival mode because I mean, as I've learned that trauma is just carried on from generation to generation, person to person, you know, mom to daughter and daughter to next daughter. And like I said, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's exhausting. It's like a never ending cycle. It's like a never ending cycle. So, um, besides having access to, uh, mental health care, which all of us do not have, like I, myself, I, as I mentioned before, I quit my job in September, 2019. So that was just very recent, still very fresh. And as of right now, I do not have access to medical or like mental health care right now. Thankfully I'm in an amazing place. But everyone's not so lucky, right? So what are some of the things that we can do for ourselves to try to just start working through our trauma so that we can start to to recognize that we're in survival mode and and work through that? Like what are some of the things that we can do? I would love for you to email me if you have a tip. You can email me at um, connect at browngirlselfcare.com and leave your opinion on what I am talking about on this episode. Again, my email address direct is connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Now, I have come up with a few ways. These are not new ways. These are just more of like a refresher, a reminder uh, of some of the things you can do outside of seeking medical, mental, you know, health professional, therapist, et cetera, which I think is, you know, tremendous. But again, everyone doesn't have access to that right now. Now, if you're in a situation where you really need some help, then please, you know, run do not walk to some type of free program or, or speak to your doctor or something like that. These tips are just more so to help us just dealing with everyday, you know, kind of stuff, not dire or emergency type mental health um, situations. Okay. And that's definitely not something to play around with. That is absolutely very serious. Um, so some of the things that kind of help help me as I work through all my baggage, which hopefully I've not put too much of that on my daughter. Oh God, God, God forbid. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish honestly that I had started my personal self-care journey 
years ago, but hindsight is always 2020, right? Um, but in any case, here's a few of the things that I, I do, okay, to kind of work through some of my, my mess, some of my stuff. Um, so one thing that I do is uh, I, I, I no longer avoid how I really feel. I, I no longer avoid how I really feel um, because we're humans. We're not perfect. We're, we're, we, were, we were designed to have emotions. We're not robots. So, you know, I'm not saying that you're always going to feel angry or scared or lonely or things like that. We experience happiness, joy, peace. You know what I'm saying? Um but I, I am learning to stop avoiding, um, the way that I feel. Okay. Um, and then I ask myself why, you know, I check in with myself. Why am I feeling this way? So, because I I really want to be mindful. So for example, if something, um, triggers a memory, I, I, and I do have that. I have some things that kind of trigger memories, you know, um, or if it's just an, a regular day, but I'm, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm feeling down or I'm, I'm scared to try something or I'm scared of something or, or whatever the case may be. I acknowledge how I feel and I don't hide from that anymore. And that's a huge thing for me to, to, to be able to express and, and, and sit with how I feel and not try to just, you know, sweep it away quickly and put on a fake smile and, and, you know, pretend that I'm just like super happy. I, I walked around like a, sh- a shell of myself for a long time, just, just going through the motions and, and just pretending, I guess, to be, to be happy, you know? But no, I don't do that anymore. So that's, again, one of the first things I do is I, I, I acknowledge how I feel and I, and I explore that feeling and see what's, what's really triggering that and, and what can I do, if anything, to kind of work through that. You know what I'm saying? And is it something that's super serious? Is it something that I'm just like having a tantrum about and being absolutely ridiculous? You know what I'm saying? So I just kind of explore those emotions and I'll have these conversations with myself. I'm not going to lie. I talk to myself. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It may sound silly, but sometimes when I'm being, um, now this is for the times I'm just like being dramatic, you know? We all have those moments when I'm just being absolutely dramatic. And I'll just be like, girl, what is your problem? You know what I'm saying? So I'll just kind of have these conversations and I'll realize that I'm just being a drama queen in some cases. Um, Now, something else that I do is I'll ask myself, like, right now, what is important to me? What is important to me? And I'll, I'll answer that question. And then I'll trim away what things are not. It doesn't mean that I cut out and and never return to certain things. But, you know, for example, let's see. If right now, you know, I'm, I'm feeling anxious about my weight, for example. My weight has fluctuated up and down, up and down over the last few years. Um, so... Like if I'm feeling anxious about my weight, right? 
I may trim away being on social media where everyone has a quote unquote perfect body. And I'll just unfollow accounts that kind of, you know, make me feel bad about myself because I I don't want to feel bad about myself. I want to embrace who I am. And it's no one's fault that I'm feeling that way, but I would prefer to just get a handle on where I am right now. And sometimes certain things like if you are just like super stressed out about um, what's going on in uh, the White House these days, perhaps you um, may not read the news for a few days because it just stresses you out. And again, this is not to say that you don't return to it. It's not to say that you're never aware. It's just that sometimes you have to trim away things that are eating at you so that you can get yourself to um, a better place, right? Um, Something else that I do, and I'm huge on this. You've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. I recharge my battery by slowing down, like literally slowing down. You know, it really helps with my anxiety. I think when we are just in super rush mode, um, it's stressful. And if you're already dealing with like anxiety, just to, just to be in that mode where you're just rushing around, it... Me slowing down and being still has been one of the biggest blessings I've allowed myself like in the last few years. No lie. Like life really changes when you when you actually take time. And I I really can't explain it. I can just tell you that it just I just feel more alive if that makes any sense. Um, for example, recharging my battery by slowing down. So like I said, for like the third, third time now, I quit my job. And on one hand, yeah, it, it is kind of like, uh, sis, are you okay? You know, how, how are you going to survive? How are you going to live? You got bills and all that stuff. So yeah, I've kind of compart, compart, compartmentalized, compartment compartmentalized oh my gosh you know what I'm trying to say um things you know so on the one hand yeah I I do have that part in my brain but then as a whole (laughs) um I in the last month or so have just been able to settle into a really great routine um that really allows me to to be mindful and intentionable at intentional (laughs) about how I spend my time. I cannot talk today. I'm sorry, guys. But it allows me to get intentional about how I spend my time. Um, You know, so taking walks and um, journaling and making sure for the most part, I drink enough water and getting outside. And man, literally like a couple of days ago, it was super windy outside here in Southern California. And supposedly the the winds are like 15 to 20 miles an hour, according to my daughter anyway. And on that morning, I took a walk and I noticed that the trees were just like swaying and and bowing and sweeping. And there was just, just this rustling of the leaves. And I know it sounds really weird, but 
I literally stood outside for a few minutes during my walk and I just like looked up at all the trees and was just kind of like hypnotized by how majestic the trees looked as they were moving around and 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 just hearing that rustling sound. Um, it was just a great way to get out of my head and, and pay attention to the things that are are going going on around me. Um, so slowing down might look different for you. You may have to, um, you know, say no to some people. You may have to say no to some invitations. You may have to um, get up a little earlier so you can take some time for yourself. Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways to actually slow down. So depending on what your situation is, you you may need to make a few small tweaks in your day to day. But I promise you that there's almost nothing more satisfying and healthy um, for you than to spend even 10 minutes uh, of doing nothing Um and by nothing, I mean not on your cell phone, not not on YouTube, looking on vi- looking up videos, um, not doing something for someone else, not cooking dinner, but just sitting down somewhere and just 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 taking five minutes, ten minutes for yourself. Slowing down is like probably one of the healthiest things you could ever do for yourself, mentally and physically. So if you don't have uh, a few minutes of alone time in your day because you just haven't had the time, I encourage you to make the time because it really does recharge your battery. Um, Something else that helps me, and I kind of mentioned it before, but it's like, just be who the hell you are, dude. Just be who the hell you are. A lot of times we are just really trying to be something that we are not. And I mean that in the most positive way. And this is not as in um, you are on level one, but you're, you want to be on level two. So you're just like working towards that and just trying to be a better person and, and all that stuff. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like what I used to do, like I mentioned before, and would just walk around pretending to be happy and joyful when I completely (laughs) was not on a regular basis. And also just like changing. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. 
Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because Again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle, I smooth in a little of the Waze Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. You know, my personality or changing who I am to try to fit into certain groups and things like that. I have accepted the fact that I am an introvert that sometimes social situations make me uncomfortable that I enjoy solitude not a hundred percent but a lot of times like I would be completely okay spending a couple of days by myself Um, you know I enjoy certain things but the point is I I have come to a place where I understand more about who I am and I just want to be, I just want to be who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mess and all. I just want to be who I am and not try to conform and contort myself and my personality um, to fit in or be seen as something else. That's just not, we're already dealing with enough, (laughs) right? So if you can't, at the end of the day, just be who you are, um, 
I'm not sure how you would be able to successfully like work through your trauma because how could you express your emotions? Um, how can you express your emotions when you are not comfortable with being who you are? So realistically, I would say that some of us may need to just take some time and just see what kind of things we like, see what kind of person we want to be and just acknowledge, embrace and just, and just be you. You know what I'm saying? Just be you. Um, one other thing that I do as we kind of wrap this up, because I did go over a little longer than I anticipated, but one other thing that I do, um, is positive self-talk like positive statements and and affirmations and things like that. And I will stress that no, this is not a cure-all. No positive affirmations and positive statements, you know, are not like, you know, this magical thing. Um, But to me, it's about giving your mind something positive to focus on when you're kind of stuck in that loop um, of like, for example, seeking out the worst possible outcomes in the things that you do. Negative self-talk is like huge. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least for me, I don't know if other people deal with negative self-talk the way that I do. Um, but for me, it's, it's very easy. I mean, not these days as much, but it, it was very easy for me to just like instantly go to some, like a negative, uh, reaction or, or about myself. You know what I mean? About myself, like just putting myself down, not having confidence in myself. Um, and I still struggle with that. And I'm not going to lie. I do still struggle with that, but I try to replace those thoughts with something more positive. Um, and so that's why I love saying affirmations. I love having a few handy in case my mind just kind of wants to say, for example, no, you'll never do that, Brie, or you're, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Or, um, why you, 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 you can't hit these goals that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes your mind will just, you'll just, it'll just think the worst thing. Like sometimes we are our own worst enemy. So it's, if, if your mind is kind of leans towards negative self-talk when you make a mistake or when you have something important to do, then it's always good to just have like uh, some backup positive truth, you know, positive statements, um, or positive affirmations. So for example, some of the things that I say, like if you're a believer, a believer, excuse me, you can say, um, like the one you already know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, or for example, another one that I have is it is safe for me to rest and take a day off because I, for the longest time would feel like, and I've, I've heard this recently, like people saying they feel guilty about like one of my friends, one of my e-friends, um, she is pregnant. Hey, Naya. I hope it was okay for me to say your name, but she's pregnant and she texted me or called me or something just recently in the last couple of weeks. And she's literally like probably like what, six or seven months pregnant. And she was saying how she felt guilty about 
about resting. When in our culture did it become, or has it always been this way, I guess, that we have to just push ourselves to the limit each and every day and and feel guilty? Even Jesus said Sunday is a day of rest, right? We all need to rest. Um, So that is, again, one of my affirmations. It is safe for me to rest and take a day off. Um, Another good one is uh, I deserve to treat myself with respect and kindness, right? You deserve that. We can give respect and kindness to everybody and their mama except for us. And we matter too, right? So I deserve to treat myself with respect and kindness. Um, And those kind of affirmations honestly can really go a long way when you're hitting a rough patch. And, you know, rough patches, they do come up. It's not like life is going to be um, smooth sailing and you're going to be footloose and fancy free all the time. That's just not how life works, right? Um, But I think that if we can kind of work through our baggage, through um, our personal traumas um, and things like that um, and just kind of shift out of like a survival mode mindset, it will help us in the long run to live like more productive and and healthier lives. So, um, you know what? That is actually it for today's episode. Um, I do apologize that I did go over my um, recording time just a little. But hey, guys, before you go, just a quick reminder. Again, if you haven't already, make sure that you do subscribe to the Brown Girl Self Care Podcast. And again, like I asked before, if you could please leave a five star review um, and rating on iTunes, that will be amazing. Because again, it does actually help the show rank just a little bit higher so that more of our sister friends can find the podcast. So with that said, that is it for today's episode. Um, I do encourage you to email me like I mentioned before at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Again, connect at browngirlselfcare.com. Oh, and hey, one last thing that I completely forgot on Instagram. If you're not following on Instagram, by the way, you can um, check us out at Brown Girl Self Care on Instagram. Um, we're building a little community there or on Facebook, Brown Girl Self Care. We have a group. But I was going to say I did ask a poll recently and the question was, in your opinion, do affirmations really work? In your opinion, do affirmations really work? work. Um, I will be doing uh, a podcast episode soon about that. But just so you know, I wanted to mention that 85% of the um, people that responded said yes. So 85% of us um, said yes, that positive affirmations do work. And that's awesome. Because like I said, I do want to do an episode soon that we can dive more into like affirmations and things like that. So in any case, thank you so much for listening to the show and I will see you next week. Take care.